sweetness flowing like a faucet body banging a corset brothers want to toss it but they lost cause my game ain't a forfeit slicker than a porpoise and thicker than a horse's common brown got the whole town speechless i stick to my thesis i stick to my features brothers try to hold but their game never reaches and most of these cats are like the middle of peaches i see you looking at but what you looking at you want to bomb want to twist me like a bottle cap i'm trying to holler but i'm so <laughs> that's all i got for y'all today Shout out to Beyonce and the uh, best introduction to a musical I've ever seen in my entire life. Thank you. You know, you shook me up when you switched over. <laughs> was that Makai Pfeiffer you switched over to? Most deaf. Or was that most deaf? But I can't <laughs> keep up deaf. with his flow because they really had bars in Carmen and Hip Hopra. Mm-hmm. They, they did. And I think that very much relates um, this week. So what did we watch this week? This week, we tuned into a first uh, here on the New Chitlin Circuit, our very first musical that we will be reviewing, uh, titled Hal King, released this year, 2021, directed by Myron Davis. And I got to give all the writing credits here because we got story, we got poetry, we got music. So written by uh, Jocelyn Housley, Jay Ivey, and Steve Wallace, and starring Tariq Ballard, Sheree Moultrie, Eric Robertson, Sophia Stevens, and Kayla Lee Clinton. All right, let's start the show. The New Chitlin Circuit. Welcome back to the New Chitlin Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black Indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And each week we watch and review a Black independent film. Why? Because we love Mm. them. Mm, and just for y'all, well, welcome back to my second favorite segment. Each and every week, a 60-second challenge where Alexis explains the plot of the movie we're reviewing in 60 seconds or less. And while I what, have just- you... <laughs> okay, we're not going to do the singing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> not the whole time, but you know, when I feel it's appropriate, I do want to break out in song. Okay. No. That I have your now that I have your attention. Cuz I know I do. Go ahead and leave a five-star review if you haven't already and a comment on Apple Podcasts and a simple retweet on this week's episode announcement post. All right. Alexis, are you ready to explain the plot of Hal King in 60 seconds or less via song? I have to sing it this week. Yes, I, I, I really think you should sing it this week to be on theme. Okay, to be on theme. That's only mm-hmm. right. Okay, this is a very festive episode because this is yes. our first musical. There's yes. just not a lot of, there are not a lot of musical black indies so i will for the in the spirit of music i will sing this Mm. week's 60 second challenge i will sing the plot of the movie get that song off your heart as they say in the church share that with us okay i'm ready you got the clock i got it up let's go there is a (laughs) i'm losing time for laughing it's not fair (laughs) there was a young man named hal (laughs) Whose father's name is Henry. (laughs) Henry's running for alderman, but Hal is a sinner. (laughs) Living in the streets of jazz. (laughs) 
This is taking place in the 40s slash 50s. <laughs> but Hal gets drafted to Korea. And his father dies. So what does Hal do? But try to live up to the last name, King. Wow. Even even though you laughed through like six seconds of it, you still had 10 left to spare. Was that, that was good? Great. It was I'm good. so sorry, guys. I know y'all are used to listening to Sydney sing, <laughs> <laughs> and y'all have gotten used to that. But uh, she made me do that this week. I'm sorry. I hope y'all are still bearing with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's fine. It's for the show. I can promise you won't hear no singing, no more singing out of me. I can't speak for Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Now that Don't we speak know. <laughs> Now that we know uh, what happened in this very creative, you know, um, inventive uh, movie, let's get on into our general thoughts on Hal King. All right, y'all, before we get into our general thoughts on Hal King, wanted to quickly shout out Mr. Tosin Morohunfola, star of Friend Request, a film we did a few weeks ago that's available to stream on BET Plus if you haven't checked it out. Uh, he left a really just great message to us on Twitter and a lovely retweet, which we always appreciate here on the New Chitlin Circuit. Uh, and it just said, hashtag Friend Request lives on. And that I'm glad it did because the movie did come out about a year ago. So glad we were able to uh, keep it going uh, and give a great review and that he enjoyed it and also mr tosin you know if you're in the city and looking i'm available and for all of our loyal listeners out there please feel free to reach out to us on any of our social handles you can reach us on instagram twitter or even facebook if that's your thing let us know if you enjoyed the episode if you have any movies you want us to review Really, we just love hearing from you guys and that you enjoy the show. And also to any filmmakers out there, if you have listened to our reviews uh, and want to speak to us, feel free to hit us up at newchillingcircuit at gmail.com. All right, y'all. Back to the show. So, Sydney, what did you think of Hal King? Alexis, you know me um, very well. Uh, we have been friends for quite some time, and I think it always comes up. Um, my my love of musicals and all of the many uh, different forms, uh, genres every, that I enjoy. My favorite movie is a musical, Dreamgirls, for any people who don't know me out there, is my favorite movie. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? I was really, really glad to get this one on our docket um, and to sit down and watch it. Uh, it didn't disappoint me. I, I never thought about indie filmmaking to correlate to a musical because it just seems like it takes so much more like resources and effort because you got to write hire somebody to write the music if that's not your thing uh dub all of that you know post-production when they're lip singing on set you know chore- choreographers you got to hire it it just it seems like so many more resources involved and i think for what uh the filmmaking crew and team had for how king i think they executed this very very well I really enjoyed the music uh, for the most part. Sometimes I thought it was like the scenes were a little long. Um, They could have kind of, you know, cut in some of the music with some regular dialogue, but I get it. Um, But overall, really enjoyed How King. Glad we get to review it here on the show. And it's hot off the presses. So I really hope that you guys go and check it out too, especially any of the musical lovers out there listening to our show. What did you think of How King on your watch? 
I was super excited to watch it, despite not really liking musicals that much. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like a good musical. Um, I can be swayed, um, but I, I'm pretty basic in it. Like, I like Chicago and Rent, because <laughs> that's just like, you know, you got to not have taste to mm-hmm. like to not like those. Um, but I was excited to see this because we realized, oh, we've never done a musical before. And I'll say it, it, it was... It felt more like typically how I usually feel when I'm watching a musical. I did really like the, I liked the intent of it. I liked the story. I, I liked the characters too. Yeah. Um, and it was it was very ambitious is, is the point I'm trying to make. And because of some of those lingering scenes and the like intensive uh, amount of singing, mm-hmm. um, it was a it was a little bit much on on a little old non musical lover like me. It's a little bit much, um, but you know overall, yeah, I would recommend this to someone who actually does like musicals because I think they'd like it. Agreed, and I guess I will say too, I would have loved to see this like my first note like on on a stage somewhere. I think this would have really translated yeah. well, uh, sitting in an audience and watching them perform that. So it seems a lot longer mm-hmm. when you don't have an intermission and you're just sitting on your sofa for. A- two hours you know mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah i mean those are our general thoughts we're gonna get into some of the scenes of the movie and, and talk about some of the songs we liked and all that stuff it's, it's gonna be wonderful yes. <laughs> let's do it <laughs> here on the new chitlin circuit we like to start with the opening scene of the movie i understand it's my understanding that other places like to do it other ways but mm-hmm. where you are right now is the new chitlin circuit uh mm-hmm. so let's do it our way this movie opens up with a really great opening number, in my opinion. Um, we're jumping between the like local alderman uh, campaign debate between uh, Mr. French and Mr. King, um, and then we're jumping from there over to like the jazz uh, underworld kind of <laughs> of the city. Uh, exactly giving us yeah. some snaps, giving <laughs> us some like, you know, we're jumped into like a musical number. It's it's really nice. I, I really liked it. Um, where were you at? I, the scene was set for me. I was in in the beginning. Yeah. Same. Easily. I was like, oh, look at the dancers. Everybody is like synced up and choreographed. I was feeling the set. It's very much giving like, uh, like speakeasy underground jazz club vibes, which is great. I was hooked onto the music was just like catching from the beginning. I was, you know, I was feeling the rhythm, what was going on. Um, It's no secret that um, I am a fan of Hamilton and um, (laughs) it kind of gave me (laughs) some of those same vibes. I I really wanted to see where they were going to take me. Like, okay, this is a period piece and everything we've never done here on the show based on like the Mm -hmm. 40s and 50s. So I was like, okay, how are we? That's like another layer to add on top of all the music elements. But now it's like, it's hard to duplicate something, duplicate something that happened, you know, like 60 years ago. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sydney. It was 80 mm. years ago, the mm. 1940s were. Oh, wow. No, <laughs> you're right to 65 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Try convincing we? me that 1985 was not 15 years ago. Try. Because <laughs> it was. Was it not? <laughs> was 1990 not like 10 years ago? I don't understand. <laughs> I was just um, born. The Olympics happened in Atlanta three years ago. Yeah. It just happened, didn't it? <laughs> no. No. Wow. It did not. 
Now, here's what I will say. I do think the period piece element of this of the film might have stretched it too thin. Yeah. Um, one or the other would have really I think if they had stuck with one or the other, personally, I would have preferred the musical part. Because um, mm-hmm. the music was really good, the yeah. actors were really talented. Like and and like they was hitting them choreo steps. They was it was boom cacking all over the screen. Exactly, it was very bookie bookie boop. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I would have <laughs> like I wanted to see the musical, but when you add the period piece in, it was really hard for me to stay in the story. After this opening scene, I realized like the, the that first song ended, and I realized oh no, oh my. Mm-hmm. All the dialogues sang singing, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we had this like accordion or something um, following all of the music, which made it sound kind of like um, not forties or fifties. Didn't sound um, mm. bluesy or like even because jazz was not at its peak in the forties and fifties. No. That's why even you said speakeasy. Like we were getting some like mixes between. Like the set design was giving me twenties, yeah, more true. than it was giving me fifties. Um, so it was really hard for me to stay in. And some of the the language too, like some of the well, the singing dialogue, they're calling each other like "Hey, Daddyo," and you know, yeah. And I feel like that was definitely an earlier time period than like the forties and fifties. That's definitely giving like Harlem Renaissance a uh, speakeasy's twenties. Um, not fifties, and how was dressed like a um, like Hamlet, and not like a slickster. He didn't look like yeah. He was just like Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like in that time period, you should be dressed like um Malcolm X in the zoot suit before he was Malcolm X when he was you know yeah. So yeah, there were no zoot suits though. Once again, I'm all I'm pro, and this is I'm. This is unlike me. Usually I bury my criticisms deeper into the episode, but I'm just, mm-hmm. this is my pretty much my only criticism. So I'm going to yeah. get it out of the way so we can have some fun and talk about the movie. It's mm-hmm. it's the set design and like the, the production design really took me out of the story. And I wish that the story wasn't about this time period because I think it was too much because there yeah, are yeah. some things that would have cost it more money, like having a on set like seamstress to get a zoot suit looking mm-hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. some things don't cost money. Like one of the um side characters still had on like the plastic wristbands, like the Armstrong wristbands. <laughs> oh, I like missed they that. didn't have them take that off. Or like Many of the extras had cankalon braids. They did. And even uh something that was very obvious, um uh, Mr. French's like henchman who was uh, in love with his daughter, he had on Vans. And it's like, yeah, at least block out uh, the Vans logo, but that also costs a lot of money in post-production to blur logos and stuff. Um, but still, Yeah. But even, yeah. I mean, in the 40s, if, if you, let's say, because that was after, that scene was after what you call it, got back from the war. Korean War ended early yeah. 60s. So yeah. we could say those are Converse. Actually, no. The Converse get invented in the 70s. I think so. Damn. Okay. Well, just some black leather shoes would have done it or some beat yeah. up dress shoes from the thrift store, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, the boys were still walking yeah. around in dress shoes anyway in the 50s and 60s. They weren't wearing sneakers uh, as yeah. an everyday shoe. It was it was really just like a hard work shoe. You put on a pair of sneakers. Exactly. Yeah. And like, yeah, so stuff like that was really taking me out of the story and I wanted to be in it. Like, or even when we was looking at the debate, the town hall debate, the posters were color printed on shiny paper. Mm, 
All we had to do was get some brown paper and print it black and white. And that would have looked a lot more realistic than like this Kinko's. Uh, (laughs) Like that would have cost less money. (laughs) That's true. That's true. You know, just little stuff like that. Because that's always my thing. Sometimes my observant, like me being observant, uh, adds credit to the set designers. We're always shouting out set designers here. Like in um, Fast Color, when I was talking about that one poster in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. So I, yeah. I happen to notice posters in backgrounds, but that's me. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I'm done being bitchy because, frankly, I really like the idea of this movie and I really think they executed it like pretty well. Like for, for you know, for an I'll Indian. put it like my stake in the ground here for someone myself who aspires to one day. Uh, direct a musical and be a part of the writing process. I will not write any music, but I would like to be a part of the mm-hmm. process. I think this was a pretty damn, uh, yeah. pretty damn good one, and I, I would hope yeah. to put out a product like this someday. Yeah, this yeah. is good. Um, let's continue on. So we we get introduced to our titular character, Hal King, who is the son of Henry King. Henry King is a local politician. He's got big, bright ideas for how to better the community. Um, but his opponent is calling attention to the fact that his son is a heathen. Mm, in the streets. <laughs> yeah. Running the streets, you know, smoking and drinking uh, mm-hmm. in the in the club. Bumping which and is always apparently bumping and grinding and carrying on, as yeah. my granny would say. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So <clears throat> we're in the club and we're getting some exciting numbers. Um and this is just basically an introduction to Hal and also to like his new lady, Miss Tearsheet, um, Tearsheet. Yeah. And then we get an introduction to a new character, which is the daughter of his, of Hal's father's opponent. Her name is Cat. Cat French. Cat mm-hmm. French. She is a hotel poet. Um, poetress, songstress. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she she gets got up there and did her little slam. No, it was good. I w- I've been in a room like that. Like I've been in a cafe, like a, or, you know, like a, like a poetry bar and somebody uh-huh. gets up and like preaches to the whole room like that. And it's like, like it never hits. Like nobody ever is like, Ooh, thank you for telling me I'm terrible for drinking. Well, maybe they should sing it instead of yeah. saying it like how cat did. Cause then it's moving. So you liked the cat song. I did. I really did. <laughs> okay. I didn't mind it. I liked it because it had a little it had a little boom in it. Yeah. It had a little boom bap in it. Yeah, it's like, like you know, yeah. swing. How many want to get up there and yeah. scat? But that's too late in time. It wasn't you know. It's yeah. a little bit late. I mean yeah. Ella Fitzgerald was out scatting in the fifties. That's true. Right? That's true, but I'm not Ella. So I'm not even yeah. gonna try. <laughs> Now, speaking of um, April in Paris, <laughs> that's a Ella Fitzgerald song. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite numbers, <laughs> I'm just going to glance past that. One of my favorite numbers in the whole movie is when um, Hal King, uh, yep. young Hal, is dreaming with his girlfriend's uh-huh. tear sheet about yep. going to Paris. And he Love goes, maybe one. we can... What about Paris? And then they jump to like this, like, uh, like you know, like little like stage set, and you can see the Eiffel Tower through the window. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I love the choreography. I so love that cute. song. Same. It was so great. Loved it. Yeah, I was my I, my the Paris scene was actually my favorite choreography and music. Um, in yeah? in the whole movie, loved it. Yeah, 
You know, my favorite choreo in the in the movie was when they had the bust. You know, the 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 bar <laughs> the bar they're in gets busted the next night, gets raided by the police. Yeah. And outside the there's one police <laughs> officer fighting with like five uh heathens. Yeah. And they is ooh, woo, whack, pow. Didn't that <laughs> Was that not reminiscent of when um, Penny and the gang was trying to uh, dance battle with cashews <laughs> to get to the George Washington cover? <laughs> it did. It Doesn't did. that remind it you did. of that? Yeah. But little Zoe had something for the cashews she did. ass. For the yeah. people. <laughs> but to see the thing, that's, I feel like the best musical, the best musicals have to like, like, just do it with conviction because yeah, you it's do. silly. Musicals it are is. silly. <laughs> it is. It is. Why it you're is. dancing with the police officer who's literally like trying to take your freedom away. But they were so elegant. It was ballet. Yeah, it was, it was, I loved it. Uh, uh. And it just came back to me too. The Paris uh, scene it reminded me of uh, Suzanne Douglas who recently passed, uh, rest in peace. Uh, she did a film called Tap in like the 80s with uh, Gregory Hines. And there's a scene of them like dancing on the rooftop, well, tap dancing and singing. It's really, really beautiful. And it reminded me of that scene. Here at the New Chitlin Circuit, we always got the, we always got the cultural context. We always got the, you know, bringing in the, the similarities, the parallels. You know mm. what I'm saying? That? Thank you for mm-hmm. that, friend. Because I, yes. I was not going to guess that. I've never even heard of that. It's good. Well, you may not like it, but any other folks who haven't seen it and like musicals, check it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... After the place gets busted, we, we kind of get zipped over into, you know, apparently the draft is going on for the Korean War. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, this is a movie. So our protagonist gets drafted and he goes yep. over uh, across the, you know, across the pond to to fight the white man's war. Mm-hmm. Now, how they always do. I also love the Memphis Shack song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that that one's like... They're all the guys in the tent, uh, in the uh, barracks. Platoon? Barracks. Yeah. It's Words. Called... <laughs> I think it's the barracks. Because barracks is like on base. They at a camp. Well, I'm not in. I'm not in any of the armed forces, so Me I don't either. know. I'm sorry, okay, y'all. I, yeah. I don't know. They was in a tent. All yeah. the all the fellas mm-hmm. <laughs> and all you the know, Negro they was soldiers. Yes, the Negro soldiers was mm-hmm. in the tent, and um, Young Hal was telling everybody how, like, like, damn, uh, if I weren't Paris. here, I'd be back. I'm supposed to be in Paris right now, you know, yeah. marrying my woman. And then all the other guys were going around saying where they would be. One guy was like, I should be in New Orleans with my woman right now. Mm-hmm. And the other one was, I should be at a Memphis shack, <laughs> and they got plenty of fine women. <laughs> uh, I loved yeah. it. It was yeah. great. I, I really liked um just the vibe of the bounce of it and it came it all like came back around later in that scene when Mm -hmm. one of the soldiers actually you know didn't make it home you know sad very sad yeah i can't it doesn't say exactly here on the imdb who uh wrote the music but i did catch her name on the ending credits i'm sorry i just don't know it right now but I just want to give a really big shout out uh, to you. And I think it was uh, Jocelyn Housley who wrote a lot of the music too. Great job. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful job. Like the lyrics, I really loved it. Um, Yeah. The the one thing that I really did want out of the movie. I'm sorry. Music was by Steve Wallace. 
excuse oh, me. Oh, Steve Wallace. Steve Wallace. Yeah. No, that's important. We want to get the names yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the only thing that I wanted, not in the beginning, not in the middle really, but toward the end of the movie, was I, I really had wished that some of the characters had more distinct voices um in the mm-hmm. songs and in like mm-hmm. it just yeah, because there's no spoken dialogue in the movie. Everything is sang. Yeah. But we were getting a lot of like the same chords, like the same mm-hmm. cadence. Um, like how and like how we'll be in a conversation with literally anyone and they're they're talking the same, like they're saying, What do you yeah. think this is gonna be? Well, maybe That's if true. you ask your dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes some of the exchanges, not all of them, just some of them sounded kind of like um like the the TikTok thing when you <laughs> like put on the like the voice modifier on the microphone. Oh, and then uh, you, when you, when you like have you that. sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know I can't that, explain yeah. it. Yeah. Um, some of it sound like that. But it, it was one scene I think did really well with giving a uh, character his own voice, which was half, uh, what's that guy's name? Half Staff? Yes, he was the trumpet player. Yes, he had mm-hmm. a very like unique beat when he was talking. Yeah. I really liked that. That was great. I, I wish all the other characters um, like had had like a That's more- a good point distinct yeah. voice because there were moments i'd like would look down and like check my phone for something i'm like oh wait a minute i don't miss something who said that was it how yeah who said or, that yeah yeah like i i know his other girlfriend died so was it cat did she was she the one talking to him just now i don't know yeah that's a good point but yeah i mean like i said i think the th- this is a great idea i just think the movie was a little rough that's all I, I yeah. did enjoy the characters. I did enjoy uh, the plot and, and things like that. Agreed. Honestly, I, st- I really do think a movie like this, because I don't know, do movies get translated to plays? Yes, they do. Mean Girls was, is yeah. on Broadway. Duh. Mm-hmm. A movie like this. SpongeBob. I yeah, mean, SpongeBob. All sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. This, th- this is something I would really enjoy sitting in an audience and watching uh, everyone on stage and how this will play out. I, th- I think it would be a great show. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me defend myself because I know some musical lovers are listening right now. I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. While I'm not a big fan of musical movies, I do love theater. I love plays and I, I will watch a musical in the audience. Like, I'm gay. I love theater. So don't come for me. <laughs> okay. I tried to put your stamp out. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to buy how you How she going to sit up here and talk about a damn musical? She don't even fucking like musicals. Who she thinks she is? That's how I talk to you. I, you never. Yes, uh, that's whose voice I'm really hearing is yours in my uh, head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's really about the Cheetah Girls. That's what it's about for me. <sighs> I'm sorry, I don't like the Cheetah Girls. The first y'all heard it here okay. first. Y'all heard it here first. Alexis just admitted to not liking the Cheetah Girls. The reason you're homophobic for ex- saying that, <laughs> Sydney, <laughs> how is I will tell you how. And I hope this is a learning moment for you too, listener. And I have a rebuttal. You don't even know what I'm finna say. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. This this is why it's homophobic for you to say that. Yeah. I, you know, as a young, um, just I was a dyke before I knew I was one. Everybody mm-hmm. knew it. I was I was very rough tomboy. I didn't really mm-hmm. have access 
to the things that the girls in the school had liked, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which tended to be girly ass Disney movies like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't get to hang out with the side ponytail girls. Um, So I didn't learn none of the hand games, none of the slide babies. I'm not good at that stuff. I'm not, I didn't learn it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I also, I didn't have nobody to talk about that stuff with. So I didn't watch that stuff. I had to study the material that my friend group was watching which was the little boy. So I had to watch the grim adventures of uh, Billy and Mandy. Mandy and <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had to watch too. shit like that. Mm-hmm. But some of us didn't watch as much TV as you did. Okay. Wow. I feel like you're coming for me now. <laughs> yes, I did watch some a lot of TV. Some of us did other up. things. Some I of was, us did other things. I did other things. Alexis, I did a lot of stuff as a kid. I was very well balanced. But like I said, the Cheetah Girls have something for everybody. I, I understand your POV. And because of that, you weren't able to experience it how it should have been experienced when you were at age seven, like the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? So now uh-huh. as an adult, you really, you don't, you don't see how it has ev- something for everybody. You really missed out on that. And for that friend, I'm sorry. I wish, you know, you would have been able to have that experience. Don't feel bad for me. Disney Channel learned their lesson, and a few li- few years later, they dropped not one, but two gender-neutral musical movies for the kids. <laughs> I Are loved you? High School Musical and Can't mm-hmm. Rock. Okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is a real, this is <laughs> a me. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I said I wouldn't sing. It's Joe Jonas layering that, you're the voice I hear inside my head, the reason that I'm singing. Mm-hmm. That was good. Anyway. Let's shine on me. Go, Shout out come to on, Demetria, Demetria. Davon. <laughs> I'm so, we're getting off topic because it's musicals that inspire us to just um, yeah. talk and share like this. So, yeah. yeah. There's not much I really would have changed about the movie other than the things I listed that I would change about the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than those things, it was quite enjoyable. Agree. I want to just bring up... Uh, I guess two more scenes before we wrap because we're, we're getting to like our 40 minute mark for the episode. One, yeah. uh, love the uh, reuniting of Hal and uh, Kat after he got back from the war. And they're, you know, they're all flirty because yeah. she was kind of like his Cinderella, and the, but he had a woman, but, you know, she was an addict. So he was like trying to help her out. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a rough life, but uh, yeah. great musical number there. They I think they had great chemistry on screen. Um, yeah. Hal and Kat. So Definitely. love that. Yeah. Um, and then the final number, which was very, very sad, but gave me all the drama I could have possibly needed. I mean, there's it maxed out the drama. <laughs> it maxed it out for me. I mean, there, there's, there's a gunshot. There's a fight scene. Um, Alex, I've told you about this before. Uh, my sister and I, we were in Target one time, sword fighting, um, like Halloween season, and she stabbed me with the fake sword, and I fell out. And I mean, I fell out in the middle of the aisle. Like I, I seized up and everything. Like I had really died, oh and like God. I'm bleeding out. <laughs> right? The whole time, your mama is trying to pick up some pumpkin shaped Reese's. And, <laughs> yes, and get our costumes. And me and Courtney is in the aisle fighting. Um, that scene so reminded me of loved that. The drama. I have, and it just, I just, art imitates life. And then life imitates art. You know, it just, it really was full circle for me. So I wanted to bring that up um, yeah. and just share that part of me with with you and with our listeners. 
I appreciate you bringing up that last thing because it, yeah. it really came all back around. Um, Hal decides to run for the seat that his dad was running for, for Alderman. And mm-hmm. he does end up winning the seat because, you know, um, Kat's dad, Mr. French, steps down. Yep. And then a big old crazy nigga come in and shoot, uh, shoot, shoot uh, everybody up because he won't cat and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, crazy. It was giving me a little bit of mm, what you say, <laughs> but it, I feel that way about most dramatic scenes. I like that. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, it was kind of Romeo I, and Juliet. They both died for something they loved. You know, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is based on Shakespeare. This this film. Yeah, yeah. We should have said it? that. Uh, top. Hang, King Henry V. That play. Yeah, that's what it's based on. It's yeah. based on that. Mm-hmm. Now, Sydney, I have a surprise for you. Ooh, well, I don't like surprises, but I kind of do. I have two questions for you this week. Hmm. Who came to act and who came to sing? I like that. I like (laughs) that. I knew you would. I Like Larry Tinsley, I thought you would. (laughs) (laughs) This, I do, I do. This is a first. Okay. Oh, Wow. I get to hand out two <laughs> nominations tonight. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this week is a special elimination week. Uh, instead of one of you girls getting to stay, uh, two of you uh, will get to stay this week to fight another week on America's Next Top Model. Uh, so for the Who Came to Act Award nominee this week, I would like to nominate Mr. Tariq Ballard, uh, Young Hal King. Uh Great job, brother. You left it all on the screen. Um, Want to see you in some more stuff. And you have a great voice, too. And for this week's Who Came to Sang Award, I'm going to give it to uh, New Fine. This is my first time seeing her in anything. Uh, Miss Sheree Moultrie. You you have the voice of a, of, of a music artist, but also someone who belongs on Broadway. I would love to see you yeah. live and on a show, on a stage somewhere. Um, so... You came to sing, girl, and you did that. I accept those uh, nominations on their behalf because they're not here in the studio with us today. And shout out to Miss Sheree um, for winning the the first, the first Who Came the to Sing Award. Came the inaugural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's right. But, you know, I say this at the end of every episode, but I mean it especially, especially this week. Mm-hmm. A big, huge shout out to the like the filmmakers behind this. Y'all yeah. really had a big idea, a big concept, and you made it happen. And and I'm I was very you know, I'm lucky to be seeing art like this when like fresh when it comes out. You know, mm-hmm. so thank y'all for your contribution. I really enjoyed it. I co-signed that. Uh, great job, yeah. Y'all did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, well, y'all. Well, enjoy the rest of your week. This is the end of the new Chitlin circuit. Sneak attack. Y'all, <laughs> next week, we're doing another musical. <laughs> so, that's my evil laugh. <laughs> if you like musicals, you come come right back. <laughs> If you don't like musicals, you're going to like them today. (laughs) Hello. I know that's right. I will see y'all next week. Thanks for listening. (laughs) To join in on the conversation, meet us in the Twitter streets at TNCC Pod or over on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit. 
spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And to keep up with our latest, visit our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com.